Welcome back, everyone, to episode 55 of the Minot Business Podcast. Guys, it's been a while, but we are officially back. Podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I am your host, Easton Bennett. And on the show today, we have Tyler L. Tyler, what is going on, my man? Oh, not a whole lot. Staying busy uh, this time of year, getting into um, wedding season and moving on throughout the you know the September months. Uh, it's a really busy time of the year. So I suppose uh, a lot of people want them fall looking weddings. Yeah, it's super hot. June, July, um, August even uh, as we're experiencing right now. Yep. And uh, moving on to those September, October weddings, they're getting more and more popular and uh, just makes it a pretty busy time of the year for me. So perfect. We're going to get into the weddings and uh, kind of what you do in a second. But before we get started, if you have any That's not even the right words for the intro. If you have not already, please rate and review the show. If you could take five seconds, leave us a rating review. It really helps spread the word to new audiences and attract new guests for you guys each and every week. Tyler, before I actually get into the questions, got to give the people a little update. We've been gone for about five weeks, I think it is. And for the people that are wondering where the episodes are, why have we not been doing them? A couple different reasons. So I want to go over that. First of all, um, main reason is uh, I was out of town for a couple weeks, so we didn't film and then the schedule just got a little bit messy. So that's the reason for, uh, we just decided let's take a month off. Supposed to be back last week, but uh, one of the guests that was supposed to be on last week uh, fell through, had some scheduling conflicts. So we pushed it to this week. The guest was not Tyler. He was not the one that had the issues. So he is he is in good standing here. But the other reason is because scheduling has just been really difficult. Um, we've reached out to a lot of guests, a lot of people to come on the podcast, and we have a lower response rate than we'd like. Uh, so if you guys have anyone that you'd want to come on the podcast and hear from, uh, let us know, send us an email, leave a comment, whatever you need, and uh, we will actually reach out to them. Hopefully they want to come to the show. But yeah, it's been a little bit difficult to get guests. And that's kind of the main thing. So we're trying to get back into a swing of things here. We're going to have weekly episodes coming, but please leave any recommendations if you can. Me and Tyler were just talking about this before the show. He's got a couple people for us. But yeah, those are the main two reasons we're back on a normal schedule. And hopefully we can get this thing rolling. So, Tyler, that was a lot of talking. I feel like I was talking really fast there, but let's get into the whole world of Tyler L. I know you alluded to it a little bit, but what do you do for people that have no idea who you are? Um, we do a lot of uh, events. We do wedding DJing. We do proms, homecomings. We do uh, mana highs, you know, prom and homecoming. That's a big one every year. Um, and we just DJ MC, uh, photo booth stuff. That's kind of new within the past couple of years here. Um, so we just kind of do what we can for events, um, within our, I guess, industry per se. So I was going to say photo booth. I, I I totally forgot you had that. Yep. That's a pretty new, I actually bought it from a buddy of mine. Um, him and his wife used to own it and they, I was kind of subletting them to all my weddings and events. Um, they actually were going to move and then didn't, but sold it to me before they moved. So I was like, well, this will work. That's cool. So you forced them into it. You're like, you have to sell that to me right now. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I was hoping they would give me first takes. So, yep. Hey, that's, that's, uh, that's good. So you added that service. Um, so business is your time to plug the business. I don't think you threw in the name there, but let's get the name out there for the people that don't know. Uh, TJ entertainment is the name of the business. So if you guys have not heard of that, which I'm sure you have, uh, Tyler, we've done a couple of weddings together. We have, yeah. Which is unfortunate on my end because I hate doing weddings. I was just about to say you weren't a big fan, but you were there. <laughs> and I, I think it turned out very well. And it was cool to work with, uh, I guess, not only a high school hockey buddy. It was kind of cool to have familiar faces around. And I think the event went really well. So Yeah. And we've known each other for quite some time. So that's what's kind of cool. I think when we were talking, I was saying that the only time we'll ever do weddings is if Tyler's DJing. And it's at the barn at 52 Pines. I think those are my two prerequisites. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and the barn's great. And um, we do a lot of our weddings there, honestly. So um, it's a great venue, a great place to be at. And the, the 
people that work there, the the staff, the owners, they're great people. So yeah, and we shot that wedding. I don't know when was it a month ago. I was going to say ago? about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, um, wasn't too long ago. It was good. Um, we're not saying the wedding was bad at all. It's just I personally don't like doing weddings. And if you're listening to this, thinking do my wedding, I'm probably not gonna do it. Um, so I heard that a few times that night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can definitely reach out and I'll try to remember to give you a list of people. There have been a couple of people that reach out and said, we do the wedding. And then I forget, I say, I'm going to send in the list and I forget to send in the list, but I'll try my best. The only list I have for the people listening that are getting married is a list of people from out of state. And if you want someone to fly in, I can give you that list, but it might be a little bit more expensive, but enough about me, Tyler. DJing events. What did it start with? Was it, does it start with weddings Did it start with, you know, the proms and dances. yeah. So when I got into it, um, it, it started in the wedding side. Um, and you know, a, a buddy of mine, uh, Ben Berg, I'm, you know, Ben, Yep. uh, he got me into Mana high. Um, I started doing their homecoming. They had a existing contract at the time for their prom, uh, started with homecoming and now I do their homecoming prom, spring fling, all their events pretty much every year now. So, so it started with that. What was that like? You're just like, Hey, I want to um, music? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I've always liked music. I think everyone does. And yeah. uh, I can't sing, that's for sure. So um, <laughs> just kind of looked into it a little bit. And there was a guy that I followed on YouTube a lot um, that he just made it look really fun. And he yeah. not only did he show like day-to-day gig logs and stuff like that, he actually um, gave a lot of tutorials for people that wanted to do it. So um, it was kind of cool seeing how they do stuff elsewhere and bring it to North Dakota, I guess. Gig logs. So is that like him yeah. vlogging his gigs? Yep. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, I've thought about doing it, but, uh, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to do it like you do. So, well, I started doing, so me and my buddy challenge each other to post 30 videos in 30 days on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube shorts. And then if you throw it on Facebook or Twitter, actually it's now X, but if you throw it on those platforms and whatever, but really the main thing is Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube shorts. And they're like kind of vlogs. I don't know if you've seen any of them. It's difficult. I just do them on my phone. Like I'm doing selfies and then picture my feet walking and send. Like I did, I filmed one for this. So I'm going to post this actually tonight, which for the people listening would be yesterday. Just like setting up the lights and everything. You forget. I don't know how those influencers do it. And, and that's what I was saying too. So like me on a wedding day, I'm pretty focused. I mean, we wake up early, we set up early and we like to have kind of, um, I guess per se, relaxed time to where we can not be stressed about things, make sure things work, do sound checks like you're probably used to, lighting checks, stuff like that, um, and just make sure the event goes as smooth as possible, especially for a wedding. Um, I think yeah. we talked about it as something you can't redo, uh, no. and that's why they're they're hard to do, and you want to make them the best you can for the clients, and um, hopefully you can edit out bad things that happen tonight, <laughs> and uh, I can't do that on a wedding day. So um, it is hard to remember to get footage and stuff like that. I do my best to take pictures and try and stay on social media. And there's a lot of couples I've probably missed in the past and I feel bad, but it's just something you forget doing when you're a part of a big day like that. So when especially you're focused on like setting up your equipment, right? Like you said, making sure it works and you want to do that way in advance. Cause there've been times when I show up somewhere and I'm like, Oh, I got to set up these lights quick and get the audio rolling. Then I forget to change the temperature on the camera. Everything looks super blue. And I'm like, Oh, maybe should have came a little bit earlier. Yeah. You're in a hurry and, and things never seem to go right. Um, that's just something that we, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like doing that. And, um, video and, and pictures and social media posts have always kind of been on the back burner and it, it kind of sucks, uh, social media wise. So have you, do you know who Gary Vee is? Uh, I can't say I do, honestly. So Gary Vee is like this big influencer business guy. Okay. And he did like, I want to say it's like 500 and some days in a row. Uh, they call He called them daily V's. So Gary Vee, his last name's Vaynerchuk. 
and Daily V's where he just had a guy, he hired a guy full time to follow him around. He just vlogged his business day. Is so maybe you need one of those people. I was gonna say that would yeah, yeah, that would be more uh manageable. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. There's uh there have been multiple video shoots where I hire on like a well, I try to do it on every shoot, but a BTS photo and video person. So then I just, it takes it off my plate. Is it like a secondary? Yeah. Okay. So like they just come and they shoot the set. So all the cameras and the lights and the cool looking equipment, uh, any slider shots we're getting, any communication. So then we can create those vlogs, create those Instagram reels. Um, but yeah. Like a behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then behind the scenes photos, so you have stuff to post. Because like you said, it's so hard to remember. It's very hard. Yeah. You, you don't, don't want to always... For you, maybe you might not want to always post like your your main stuff. You want to post behind the scenes, how things yeah. work. And um, yeah, you definitely need a second shooter or somebody to take care of that. Um, it's hard to do both things at once. So yeah, I was trying to remember to do it today. It was in Bismarck um, and we had like a, a director ish. So I was cam op and then a director. And even then I'm like, I really only have to look at the cameras. I don't even have to talk to the client. And I'm still like, oh shit, I should take a picture of this. So then I'm yeah. backing up taking one. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard to remember. But you started out uh, Mount High Homecoming Prom, you said. How did, Is that right? Uh, we did a couple weddings beforehand, not okay. many. Um, I, you know, off the top of my head, this was, you know, six or seven years ago now. But yeah. um, I want to say Mount High Homecoming was probably our third event, fourth event. So How did it go, the first one? Um, I think it went pretty good. Um, I knew a lot of, I was young at the time, so I knew a lot of the... Hip songs. Well, <laughs> oh, maybe, people. Yeah, maybe that too. Um, <laughs> you know, music selection along with some of the juniors and seniors coming up. So, yeah. um, you know, I DJed it my first year being out of school. So um, it was definitely huge. You know, my first wedding was maybe, you know, 250, 300 people. And then you go to Mount High and do their homecoming and you have, you know, anywhere from seven to 900 kids in there. Yeah. So, or students, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah, very, very interesting and a huge change of pace. So. So then when did you go into weddings then? I mean, you did a couple, but when did you like, let's do more weddings? Um, I think it just kind of came with time, word of mouth, um, maybe a little bit of advertising. Uh, I think that was kind of the the main goal was to do weddings. Um, you know, we've been asked to do bar stuff and karaoke and stuff like that. Um, I don't really view it, I guess, necessarily up my alley, kind of like, you know, you don't want to do weddings. Yep. It's, it's kind of in the same scenario there. Um I think everyone kind of has their lane or their place and, and weddings were the main thing that we did. So, um, I would say it started really taking off probably the second or third year in. Um, so we'd be looking at like 2019, um, yeah. was when it really started to take off on the wedding side. Um, we're averaging probably like 50 to 55 a year. Um, <laughs> wow. so yeah, it's, it's getting pretty big on the wedding side. So, so the bar gigs, like, is that like a sports on tap, like an O type deal? Yep. That's like a, like a sports on tap or like the Capri, you know, they all yeah. have a little DJ there or whatever. Um, <laughs> the Capri, and, the Minot Vegas. I call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and stuff like that or karaoke at, at some bars. Um, that's just something that I think I definitely could do. I have the equipment for, I, yeah. you know, usually stuff like that's during the week. It wouldn't affect my wedding schedule. I just, uh, it's I don't know. A, it's a different vibe though. It, right? It's way different. Yeah. And, um, you know, weddings, you get a lot of your, you know, country swing dancing, two steps, oh, you yeah. get, you Cha-cha know, stuff. yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, like I take that out of my playlist. Yeah. And stuff like that. And, and when you get into the bar scene, you know, especially sports on tap, it's not that. It's so, a little rowdy. Yeah. And, and not saying I don't like it. It's just something that's where, um, I enjoy my time off. If I'm going to go to something like that, I don't want to be working. Yeah. So, um, you want to throw it down on the yeah, dance floor. Down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, take a break. And it's kind of cool actually to see other DJs in like a sports on top setting or sports on tap setting. Yeah. Bar setting, see how they do things. 
Um, I have thought about it. I have done one bar event in my history of DJing, but how did it go? Um, Where was it at? It was good. It was actually in Tioga. Okay, um, there you go. So uh, I can't remember what that bar's called. It's super cool inside. It's got a little log. Hit your mic there. You're it's good. got all the like logs and stuff inside. Um, I think I've driven past it. I can't remember what it's called, but um, it was kind of a bar event there, and uh, they've asked me to come back. It's just kind of a long drive for a weekly thing. So yeah. Okay. So then but, you said it took about two to three years for things to kind of start picking up. That's on the same pace that I was kind of on. I think I've stated before publicly, like first year I made like $8,000 doing video and then gradually by like year three, I was like, okay, I can support myself doing this. It's interesting. Do you think a lot of people know that it takes like two to three years? Or do you um, think it's going to be like overnight success? Cause that's what I feel like a lot of people think. I guess when I was going over things, um, this might be too much and you're asking, I guess, in this question, but um, back when I started everything, my grandpa was the one that helped kind of finance some equipment buying and that kind of thing. And he asked me what it was going to be like, you know, financial wise, like, you know, what are we going to be paying for this monthly? Um, What are we going to be bringing in and that kind of thing? And it was hard for me to answer because starting off, you're not really sure what you're going to get into or what, you know, word of mouth is. And when people are planning weddings, it's usually a year in advance or if not, maybe even more. So um, yeah, you get some last minute ones and that kind of thing, which was kind of how our first and second year started. Um, But I guess to go back to the question, I, I, I think finances, I didn't even think about that word in the beginning. Yeah. And I, I did. Um, my thing coming into it was I've been to weddings. I see, and and this isn't hating on any, you know, company in town. This is, you know, I kind of saw what they had. Um, and I wanted to go above and beyond kind of, um, you know, something you'd see down South or in Florida or Arizona, you know, you see, you go to those bars or clubs or restaurants and, um, you know, trussing and lighting and moving heads. And I wanted to bring all stuff that you'd see in a bigger city to North Dakota. Um, and granted other companies do in Bismarck, Fargo, Grand Forks, they have, you know, um, equipment like that. I just wanted to bring it here to Minot kind of the hometown and, and bring in some nicer, newer equipment without being mean towards any other company, I guess. So did you go for the whole shebang from the beginning then? So you said your, you and your grandpa were talking about financing and the types of equipment and everything. What were your thoughts on that? Were you yeah. like, oh gosh, I guess we got to get some of that stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of scary. Um, I went through and I had kind of an inventory or asset list that I wanted to um, purchase when I did this. Okay. Um, and like I said, I just graduated at the time. So I was, you know, 18 years old. I was a young, young graduate. So um, it was expensive. You know, I think we started with, about 30 grand and, and went from there. Um, (laughs) and, 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 you know, that, that's something that an 18, 19 year old probably doesn't have in their pockets. I didn't. Um, so starting there, it was, you know, Hey, how are we going to pay for this? What is our, you know, payments going to be, are we going to, you know, fall behind a little bit in the beginning maybe. Um, but it's just kind of something that we had to fight through to get to where we are now, I guess. So do you think, uh, DJ, did you realize it's going to be such an expensive profession to go into? Uh, not necessarily. No. Um, and there's a lot of things I didn't think about if this is getting off topic, I'm sorry, but no, we're, this the, free flowing, the, uh, the first time I actually went to do an event, it was for a military ball. Okay. Um, and I overthought the fact that I had to talk on a mic in front of all these people. <laughs> and I know that's something silly to think about. Um, and it, it just was, you know, I thought maybe, Hey, I could, you know, make some music, play some music. And then I'm like, Oh crap, I have to talk and make announcements and MC for all this too. Um, so it was something like, Hey, my name's on it. It's my business. I have to just, you know, kind of pull it out of nowhere and make yeah. it happen. So, um, well, I guess that's, yeah, that's how I got <laughs> out of the, I guess the stage fright, I guess. And now I, you know, do it for 
five, six, seven, 800 people weddings and it's not an issue at all anymore. So yeah. Cause you do the whole kit and caboodle where you're doing the intros for what's it called? The bridal entrance. Yeah. Like a grand entrance. Grand yep, entrance yep. yep. Bringing in the bridal party and you know, the new Mr. And Mrs. The newlyweds. So how is that? Like, how uh, did you learn that? Like, did you have to like work on your, your PA voice? Cause I, guess, I know you do. We're going to get into like, you do some announcing on the hockey side of things too. Yep. Uh, but how did you, did you find that voice? That um, you just had? I, I think I have to honestly give kind of a shout out here. Nick Holberg um, was a huge influence in a lot of things. Um, I got to know him kind of through the hockey world, I guess. And then, uh, you know, he helped me on a lot of things. You know, one of his little advices were, you know, hey, you're driving down Broadway and, you know, you see McDonald's, I want you to announce it. Or you see, you know, Burger King or Slumberland or whatever, you're driving down, you know, Broadway. He goes, just announce them, like, you know, embrace them, just do it in the car by yourself. Just, you know, kind of learn how to do it that way versus um, in front of an audience or live or whatever. So So you're just driving past McDonald's, you're like... And pulling into McDonald's is the red Corvette like that. Just that. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of stuff. You know, you would um, like we're talking right now, obviously, you're not going to announce something like tonight's game sponsored by McDonald's. You know, it it doesn't work that way. So um, I think when he kind of said that and, you know, hey, emphasize it in the car by yourself, get comfortable with emphasizing things um, that kind of helped out a lot, not only for a grand entrance, but like you said, on the PA side when I did a little bit for MSU. So. Yeah, because I just tried that, and that was a lot harder than I thought. I was like, that didn't sound very good. It's it's just something that uh, isn't really hard. And, I mean, yeah, maybe you have to have the right voice for it. Maybe, I I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's just something you can't be so bland about it. Kind of like, I mean, I wouldn't say we're super bland right now, but um, it's just something that you have to emphasize a lot of things on and and make it interesting to people where they want to hear what you're saying, I guess. So, mentor-wise, then, you talk about Holberg which Nick's been on the show. Awesome guy. I've known Nick for years uh, through the hockey, hockey community like you. Is there anyone else that kind of helped you or that you learned from? Um, I mean, yeah, I think we, you know, I don't know how it is in your business or industry. I think there's always, um, you know, competition that's helpful. And, and yep. not that they're competition. There's a lot of work out there for everybody. Um, and I think everybody holds their own place, certain clients. I really do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say Nick by far was one of the best ones. There's a, another guy out of Williston. His name is Brock Saylor, super good guy. Um, you know, for example, his business, um, he does a lot of the production side for bands. So he does a lot of sound and lighting on the band side, which could help a DJ learn a little bit more about, you know, sound and lighting. So yeah. um, that helped out not only, I guess, it just helps learning from people that are not competition, but doing the same thing yeah. kind of like that so so did you go in knowing anything about djing um not were <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, like music is cool Let's yeah do i would say you're you're about 80 percent right on that i mean um did i go to you know school for any sound or lighting or anything like that no um i would say a lot of it was learned before the equipment was even got off of as much as i could off of youtube yep. you know um i learned a lot from like i said gig logs earlier um you know DJ Rick Webb was one of them. If anyone gets really bored and is interested in wedding, you know, gig logs or anything like that. But, um, he was one of the big ones and and he literally vlogs all of his weddings and I don't know how he does it, how he finds the time. He has a lot of guys too, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he was one of them that just kind of, like I said, not only does the gig logs, but he does a lot of tutorials on how to do things as well from mixing to lighting, to programming, to all sorts of stuff. So is he like hand holding the vlog? Or he's got someone following around. He will sometimes. And then sometimes he has someone following okay. him or he'll do like those time lapse, you know, time lapse videos where it's just like, 
quick setup, you know, yeah. in like 10 seconds. But you got the whole um, shebang. I wish it was like that 10 second setups. Oh, yeah. Well, especially yeah. all your equipment, man. Like, I've, I've obviously we've done a wedding together and I see it and I'm like, I look at audio, especially audio in the video world is like my biggest thing I don't even want to know. Yeah. Like, we have audio guys on some video production sets time to time and they're doing their thing with their bag and all the mixers. It just looks like a whole mess of a world. And I think it's just something you learn with time. You know, um, there's some venues where you don't really have to do much and it sounds great. Um, yep. And then there's some venues um, to where you have to kind of work with it a little bit to try and um, maybe fight with some things like high ceilings or concretes or, you know, stuff like that. How I do think you, you just, how do you battle that? Um, honestly, just a lot of YouTubing, like I said, <laughs> um, a lot of changing of things um, there, you know, like you said, those mixers and, you know, there's so much things you can do or turning speakers, for example, or okay. adding speakers as dumb as it sounds, adding speakers to something that sounds worse can actually help with echoing and stuff like really? that. So, um, and just a little more bass or less bass or more on the high side, mid side. It, you just play with it during sound check oh. and you make it work and um, hope it sounds good and everyone can hear. So, yeah, that's a big dude. I'll be editing like any type of interviews or something for a video. And even this podcast, you know, I like, I have my podcast preset. I somehow found a YouTube video years ago that taught me like, this is how you make podcast audio sound good. Hopefully it sounds good to the people out there. They're like, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> but uh, I found this one preset. I saved it. And now I just slap it on the podcast audio every time. If you held a gun to my head and said, you have to recreate what's on that preset, I'd be so lost. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. You mentioned YouTube, a lot of YouTube university. That's what I went through as well. Where do you think, you know, that stands? I feel like the world's going more in that direction. I think so too. Yeah. And I mean, I was not a huge school person by any means. I didn't love school. Yep. Um, and I think I definitely learned a lot of things with doing a business or DJing um, off of, like you said, YouTube university. So um, a lot came from there. And I think that you honestly can't learn more than just experience. Like you can't teach experience. It just, it's something that you learn and uh, it, might not have been the best when you learned it, but now you can change that for the future and make things better. So I, I think that would be the way or the key yeah. is experience. So it's a new wave. doing yeah. things is so much easier than I, I used to, when I was watching tutorials, let me know if you, you know, thought the same thing, but I was like, I would watch them and then like, Oh, I already know that. Right. So it's like, I almost thought I was learning things just by watching them, but I realized that you don't really learn things until you actually start implementing them. You can watch as many videos as you want on lighting, but until you, until you start trying to actually light something, because you're probably going to get to the, your first one and be like, oh, I actually don't really know what those videos are telling me. And, and that's exactly it. So like I, I mentioned Brock Sailor earlier um, on the, the sound and production side, uh, DMXing it's called with lighting and, um, you know, setting scenes and making things, you know, different colors and strobe effects yep. and, you know, wash effects and uh, maybe even a spotlight on the bride and groom for their first dance, doing stuff like that, controlling all the lights. Uh, he told me right away, he's like, hey, man, it's going to take late nights and lots of coffee. He goes, it's, it takes a while to learn and it's just kind of an experience thing. You sit there at your house, you plug stuff in and you just start programming and see how it works and you just kind of learn that way. So I think that's probably the be you know the best advice he gave me was not to just show up at an event and um, try and learn how to do this stuff. It was, you know, just sitting at home in an office and yeah. um, learning it that way. So do it beforehand rather yeah. than yeah. trying to, how do I get the spotlight on the bride here? Yeah. And that, and that was a lot of things too, coming into it. I, I wanted to make sure everything was, was great and bride and grooms and, and families had a, a great wedding experience. Um, but 
it was also hard to tell myself, Hey, you don't know what you're doing yet. You need to, yeah. and, and granted this isn't right now, like you said, for, yeah. you know, anyone listening, that's not right now, but back in the day starting, you know, in 2017, that was kind of the deal. Like I really wanted to just go, 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 go. And I needed to kind of sit back and learn a little bit. So, um, I don't know, I guess that's, that's yeah. kind of where that part goes. So no, there's a lot of learning, uh, a lot of late nights for sure. I, I did the same thing for video stuff, man. I'd watch a ton of videos and then I'm like, all right, let's just do this. Uh, before we go into any more questions, we have to hear from this week's sponsor, Midco. Is your business moving up and to the right? Put Midco's business technology to work for you so you never have a slow day at the office. From premium internet and phone plans to custom private networking and advertising, they have a solution for every type of business, large or small. Get paired with an account representative to create your suite of services and make the switch with ease with dedicated business client fulfillment and support teams, no data caps, flexible contracts with month-to-month or long-term options, built-in DDoS protection, and more. Explore these services and request a free consultation at midco.com business. All right, Tyler, let's get back into the questions here. Uh, so let's talk about, you know, some end goals. What do you like want to do? Is weddings kind of the thing or you want to get into, you want to be like a loud luxury one day? <laughs> um, I've, I've thought about that a little bit. Um, you know, if there's anything I can prove on, it's probably the mixing side. Um, so it'd be cool to, um, you know, get better at that. Uh, I wouldn't hate to do, you know, even, you know, way down the road, this takes a lot of practice and a lot of, um, I guess confidence, but even like fair openings and stuff like that would be kind of cool. Um, or like land alive or something like that, you know, get involved in, in kind of some, um, you know, pre-band stuff or opening stuff. That'd be cool eventually way down the road. Um, But as far as like an actual company standpoint, not talking about me, I think it'd be cool to get into more of that production and sound side. So, you know, you know, providing um, staging and lighting and and sound for bands, I think would, you know, be kind of an end goal, I think, and yeah. stay with the wedding side as well. Okay. Do you have like a favorite DJ? No, not really, <laughs> honestly. Um, I just, like I said, the, the wedding side isn't necessarily, I, I don't think it's, I mean, definitely, yes, you're DJing, but yeah. Um, for me, it's more of the MC side. Like I love the MC side. I love, you know, we brought up grand entrance earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that part of the engagement, I guess, of the wedding. So um, as far as the actual DJ side goes, I, I don't know if I have a favorite DJ. I just like music and yeah. the MCing side. So so the MCing side, let's go into that a little bit then. Uh, you mentioned you did some PA work for MSU. Are you still doing that or? Uh, no, not currently. Um I was doing it for, I think, a year and a half, and then I was kind of on their um, backup, you know, phone call list for a while. Yep. Um, it kind of came into a, a conflict of scheduling. So, you know, they, they have a lot of weekend games. Um, I, I could make a lot of the weekday games, but the weekend games, it was like, hey, I have a wedding this weekend, <laughs> next weekend, the following weekend. You know, yeah. I can do your Friday night ones, but Saturday. And, and I think on their part, you know, mostly was, hey, we kind of want, a voice of the beavers we don't yeah. want three voices of the beavers so um you know we just kind of talked about it and i'm like i i can't necessarily make that work so um i enjoyed doing it i really did so maybe down the road that'll be something i will you know kind of shoot for or go for but um as of right now where where it stands it's kind of just in the the wedding world so yeah i suppose it's tough to you kind of have to when you think of like if i think of my favorite hockey team or baseball team if i think of the twins i think of dick bramer Right. Or Burt yep. Blylevin. It's hard to think of, ah, there's eight different people. Yep, exactly. And, and that was totally understood. And, and I'm, you know, I would still be, 
um, you know, more than happy to be on the backup list. I, th- I think I still might be, I, yeah. I really don't know. Um, but as you know, that's something I really enjoyed doing and, you know, growing up around hockey and, and playing, I guess it was just kind of something fun to do and you knew the sport enough to announce it. Now, do I think I could do like football or baseball or something like that? Probably not. Um, but being around hockey, it's just something I, th- I think was pretty easy for me to just walk into without, you yeah. know, training or being by someone and, um, just kind of handed a script and, you know, here you go. Puck drop in an hour, you know. So I don't know how Holbert does every sport. Like I don't, I don't either. Basketball, volleyball, no hockey. Yeah, the speedway. Like, yep. what is good? I, I don't know if he does football, but I don't know either. Um, I don't know how he does it. And and on top of that, you know, if you um get a chance to hang out with Holberg, you you know, you might have heard him break out the RCC rodeo announcing, <laughs> and um, you know, that's super cool. How he can just you know, we talk about something as simple as you know maybe a rodeo, or not as simple, but something you know like a rodeo yeah. that. I don't think he's ever announced before and he just pulls it out of nowhere and makes it sound like we're watching it on TV. So, um, I give him credit for that. I I don't know how he does it. I think, you know, that maybe takes a a special person, but like I said, on the hockey side, I learned a lot from him. He gave me sample scripts and and just kind of helped me with the PA voice side of how to, how to make things work. So he's, yeah, I I feel like some people are just like kind of like born with that. They got that that thing, but he's been doing it for I was gonna like say, I think 40 he's years. Definitely one of them. And he's been doing it forever. So, yeah. um, you know, hats old, off to him. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, let's go into, uh, so we talked a lot about the technical side. Now business side, did you always have that knack for business? Why did you decide business was an opportunity? You just kind of want to do your own thing or what, what's the story there? Um, you know, I never, I guess, I don't know. I, I think the main thing was, is just kind of being my own boss and, um, you know, I, I, another thing I overlooked was, Hey, once I start getting this many weddings, yeah, I can, you know, support myself. Like you mentioned earlier, but your weekends are kind of, kind of gone. And, um, you know, that kind of gets into a lot of things. So now, um, I work during the week too, and I took off working during the week. You know, I, I left my, you know, my last job and, um, was just doing TJ and, Then you find yourself bored Monday through Thursday. And, and that's a lot of time. Yeah. Because wedding's Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Friday, Sunday, Saturday. Sunday, you got so, off anyways. Yeah, but. I guess Sunday through Thursday, uh, you yeah. know, technically speaking. And, um, you know, thrown back to, I guess, episode one, like we were talking about before, um, Nathan Stremick. I used to work for him doing sprinklers. Okay. So um, that's what I'm doing now again during the week for the person I bought it from Nathan. So yeah. um, it, it gives me something to do and still make some money and then you know, work on the weekends. So it, it is a lot, but, um, you know, wintertime slows down a lot. So that's a one thing I don't think people realize, like everyone wants to retire at 35, 40. Right. But I don't think people understand how bored they would be. Yep. And, and that's kind of where I was at too. You know, I, I, I found, you know, I didn't want to leave my old job, um, by any means. I just found it to where I wasn't able to meet with clients as quick as they would like. Um, mm-hmm or respond back to emails or text messages or phone calls or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, I wasn't able to get back to them soon enough. And I'm like, you know what? I can just do TJE and and roll with that. Um, and then I was like, I'm really bored. Like, yeah. yes, I'm getting a lot of messages and, you know, emails and sending contracts and, you know, invoices and, and stuff like that. But what a, that's what, a couple like, hours a week, you know, a few yeah, hours a week. Yeah, exactly. I wonder, I always like the question when I, talk to people I already know, or, you know, a bar question starter or any sort of event like that, where you got to get things going. It's like, if you hit the lottery, you know, what would you do? And a lot of people always say, you know, quit their jobs. 
But then what, I don't understand what those people do. Well, it's funny you say that because I was actually talking to, you know, my current boss or owner of the company I work at. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, we were talking about it when the mega million was like $1.55 billion yeah. or whatever. And, um, he's like, what would you do? And I'm like, honestly, I would just, no offense, not work for you anymore. And I would do TJE. <laughs> I would just try and upscale TJE to be, you know, something bigger, maybe, yeah. you know, statewide instead of just my not and, and just keep doing stuff like that versus, you know, working out in the sun and digging holes and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I definitely would not be done with the TJE side. I don't think. That's yeah. That's a, I, I think about that a lot. Like if I came into a sudden amount of money, what would I do? I a hundred percent. I'd still do this podcast. I would definitely just have things set up though. Yep. I'd have three cameras, two lights, two mics that sit in here all the time instead of setting them up. Every and then you'd time have your to-go stuff. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I'd probably buy a studio, uh, have that all built out and everything. But I think I'd still do, like, these conversations are fun. I don't think I, I would get so bored if I'm just like, I'm going to watch Netflix forever now. Yeah, and that's where, I was, you know, we talked about it too. I'm like, I would just buy a bunch of equipment and new oh, trailers and, like, it would be crazy. awesome. Yeah, I'd go crazy <laughs> on the business side and still do it and just not maybe work a day job, but have enough stuff for employees to be able to stay busy, I guess, during the week. So you might even do some bar jobs in Tioga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was, like I said, kind of a one-time thing. And, um, you know, it, I, I, I do want to be more busy during the week and that's where the PA thing came, you know, really big and handy. Um, but then it kind of came to the point of a lot of the games are on the weekends too. So, yeah. And I actually did a lot of PA stuff for um, Bishop Ryan, not Bishop Ryan, our Redeemers. Um, our Redeemers. Yeah, yes. I did a lot for our Redeemers too. And their stuff was all, always during the week. So um, stuff like that worked out really well. You know, we would do a basketball game or a volleyball game or something like that. And that worked out really well. So cool. Well, yeah, maybe uh, we'll both buy a Powerball ticket. I would say uh, Powerball, uh, what are they, lottery tickets? I would say lottery yeah. tickets are for the poor people, but. You know, you can't win it if you don't, if you don't buy yeah. it. Uh, all right. So any crazy stories you got? I don't want to go into, you know, you got any crazy bra? We kind of had a semi weird story. The last wedding we had, we thought it was on either Saturday or Friday or Friday or Saturday. We weren't sure actually the real date. Funny you say that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and, and this isn't calling her out at all. I actually no. knew her. I went to her daycare or her mom's daycare. Um, you know, we kind of grew up together for a little bit. Um, so the contract that was signed was actually for the wrong date and Easton, you know, reached out to me and he was like, Hey man, are you know, are you doing the wedding on I think Saturday? And I was like, I'm doing the wedding on Friday. And he's like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Saturday, dude. And I'm, you know, I look back and I'm, you know, checking my contract and stuff. And he's like, well, mine says Saturday. I'm like, mine says Friday. So yeah, we kind of went back and forth and <laughs> kind of had a little bit of a, um, I guess a scare there a for a little bit. We could call it. Yeah. Hiccup. Yep. And we made it work still. So, um, everything ended up working out fine. It was still a good wedding. Um, great wedding, but yeah, the, the week leading up to that was pretty scary. Um, I think I texted you like two days before it. Yeah. Too. Two days before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was probably a Wednesday or Thursday for yeah. Saturday wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it might've been a Friday wedding and then you thought it was Saturday. Yeah. Something you had like a that. Yeah. yeah. So then you had to set up two weddings on Friday. Yep. And, and we just, uh, I just came across a guy that, uh, starts working for me now. Um, and he handles weddings with me. He used to help me out back when I first started. Yep. Um, so he helped out with a lot of setup stuff and, and the DMX and the program and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, he kind of came to the rescue on that one and he just did his first wedding, um, pretty much alone, uh, last weekend. So was it good? Yeah. Um, I, he said there was, you know, kind of limited people there. Um, they kind of liked the music that he did. So it was pretty easy. And, uh, 
Con Nigel. Well. Or- no, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was um, more on like the um, rock side, I guess. So he, he okay. kind of went along with that and he liked it. And um, he said it went by really well. The couple was happy. And that's, I guess, the end goal of, of every you know, wedding is to make sure that the, the newlyweds are happy. So did you see the tennis match the other day that they started playing Cotton Eye Joe in the middle of a point? I did not see that. Cotton Eye Joe came on the speaker system and immediately the ref was like, let. So then the point, they had to restart the point because Cotton Eye Joe cut on. I did not hear that. Yeah, no. So I saw like a, one of the betting apps or sports betting, something said like plus 100,000 for Cotton Eye Joe to come on in the middle of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, should have thrown a dollar on this. Yeah, um, exactly. You got any other crazy stories? Like what's the craziest wedding story you got? Um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to come from. Um, I would say one that comes to the top of my mind right now would be, um, we were at this wedding and I was DJing it. Uh, we were actually down at the, um, old holiday Inn, so the clarion now, um, and we were DJing a wedding and the families were, um, very opposite, I guess. Um, music taste wise or just everything in, in general. Yeah. Um, and you know, the bride was, you know, pretty, um, honest with me right away. She's like, Hey, like my family's Mormon and, and you know, the other family was not. So, um, doing that wedding, the parents were kind of, um, not impressed with each other's music choices <laughs> and, you know, just stuff like that to where you, you do your best to please both sides. And at the end of the day, I still feel like it's, you know, the bride and groom that, uh, you want to please nothing against the parents out there, yeah. but, um, I feel like at the end of the day, it, you know, it's for them and, and we like to give them a good wedding regardless of. I guess that issue that may occur. So, well, like you said, bride and groom are the, the people's opinion that matter the most and the parents are mad, whatever. And I would say so too. And, and to follow back on that story, I'm, you know, I kind of nicely said that I'm like, you know, this is what they told me to do. And, uh, I believe the dad ended up saying something along the lines of like, well, I'm paying for it. And I'm like, okay, you're not getting married though. I get that. Yeah. I'm like, I, and that's the part that you just kind of have to, you know, pick and choose your battles a little bit, I guess. And, and just kind of decide, hey, do I, you know, am I going to listen to the bride and groom or am I going to listen to the parents? And most of the time, um, you know, everyone's on the same page. It's yeah. not a big deal. So that's like taking your girlfriend out to eat and then you're paying for the meal and you say, I got to pick what you get to eat. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. I, I didn't, it put me in an awkward spot, especially being newer. I would say it was probably only like my third year in or whatever. So, um, you know, I was newer to it. And, yeah. and now I just kind of, show them the paperwork that the bride and groom provided and be yeah. like, here it is. Yeah. Can you talk to them, please? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just doing what I was told to do. So there's, I shot a wedding years ago where the bride had got somehow gotten in my vehicle to go to a location or something. And she was ranting and I had, I was shooting this for someone else. So, uh, I actually, the first time I met the bride was the day of the wedding and she was ranting to me about her whole family. And I just was kind of like a therapist. And that was, very interesting. I think I got out of my vehicle. I was like, ah, I got to go set up. Uh, I got to go set up the drone. And I just, it was already set up and everything, but I was like, I got to be outside. I can't listen to, like, I felt so uncomfortable. And I've had that too. Um, I think most of the time the families are on the same page, but sometimes there is just that disconnect. Yeah. Yep. There's that disconnect there to where, um, they may have had different visions for things. And, um, unfortunately, you know, vendors, whether it's a decorator or a DJ or a photographer or a videographer, they're just kind of caught on the same day of hearing about it or yep. learning about what the differences were and you just have to do your best, I guess, to fight through it, make the day good for everyone. So, yeah, you just have to be part-time, part-time therapist for those people. Tyler, uh, last 
question, last little thing I want to talk about here. Any advice you'd give to people, you know, starting a business? You obviously start a business young. That's a big thing. It's, you know, I started my business a couple of years after I got out of high school when I moved back from Canada. What would be your advice to people either coming out of high school, coming out of college, deciding what to do with their life and career? Um, I'd say that's a tough one, kind of. Um, I think everyone's going to run their business a different way. Um, I would say the main thing would be um, just do a lot of research and be prepared to where you don't have little things you overthink about, um, which you're going to anyway. Um, but I would say just have your main basis taken care of, you know, um, and this is something that I kind of struggled with for a while was something as simple or as hard as taxes, you know, finding a good tax person and, and having someone that can take care of that stuff for you. The last thing you want to do in my industry is DJ wedding till 2am and go home and do paperwork for it. And, you know, so having someone that can take care of just little stuff like that to help out, um, really is a big thing. You know, I did a lot of that myself for a while or tried to, and had a lot of help, you know, as well. And now it's just kind of like, here, you're the professional, yeah. you know, it's help nice me take care of this. Yep, exactly. So Tyler, where can people, uh, where can people find you? Um, we do not have a website yet. It is in the making actually. Um, so we have that, um, underway. Uh, the main thing would be kind of a Facebook thing. Um, we have a lot of, I guess our main thing would be Facebook and then, uh, Instagram as well. Um, and we do have a TikTok that just started recently. So, um, to fall back on the beginning of our conversation, it's kind of hard to get stuff for those yep. platforms, but, uh, we do our best to, kind of show people what we do and um, congratulate wedding couples after their big day. So Tyler L everyone, TJE entertainment. If you guys are looking for a wedding or an event that you need uh DJ, uh, go to Facebook, give them a call, do whatever you need to, to get hold of them. Tyler, thanks a lot for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks. Ethan. That was episode 55 of the mind Out business podcast. Again, thank you guys. Appreciate uh, you still sticking by and supporting the show after that little hiatus, but we'll be back every single week with episodes If anyone you want to recommend for the show, uh, shoot us a message or shoot them our way and we will get them on the show. Thank you guys again for listening. We'll see you next.